it puts you in a space where you feel really good about what you're talking about and it makes them feel really excited as well because they can pick up that energy from you. And in that case, you're kind of selling without knowing that you're selling. And that's the place that I always recommend people try to come from. Hey, I'm Deanna Seymour, a mom, a business owner, and a lady trying to love her body just the way it is. Here's the thing. We all know you've got to make mistakes to learn, but sometimes it can feel like you're the only one getting it wrong. Am I right? I'm on a mission to change that. Because guess what? Nobody's perfect. So let's laugh, learn, and celebrate our mistakes at the Imperfect Party. Did you know that I have a free Facebook group that goes along with this podcast? It's called Imperfect Party. Creative, I know. It's a place to boost your business, body image, and mama mindset. You can ask for advice, get feedback, or maybe even make a new friend. We dive deeper into the topics discussed on the podcast, as well as support and encourage each other on our imperfect journeys. You can find it at facebook.com backslash groups backslash imperfect party. See you there. All right. Well, have you ever heard of the no like, and trust factor? It's a popular term in branding and sales and business in general. It's all about how people need to know who you are like you to stick around and then you got to build up that trust so they stick around long enough to let's be real eventually buy from you today i'm talking to laura reese a brand strategist who works with small businesses to help them think about their brand as a sales tool instead of just a logo she works with smart fun entrepreneurs and business owners probably why she's coming on this podcast (laughs) and helps them build brands that sell so they can stop spending so much time hunting for customers and instead create a system that brings customers to them. So today we're going to break down the know, like, and trust factor so we can get to the root of each section and really get a plan together for you to move forward with this stuff. P.S. Before we start this episode, I totally try to make an acronym for know, like, and trust, and I say NLT which is obviously totally wrong. (laughs) I know that no starts with a K, so really it would be KLT, but I totally keep referring to it as NLT. I think maybe towards the end I figure it out, but anyways, it's an imperfect party. What can I say? Let's get started. Hey, Laura. Hi, Deanna. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so great. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to have you. How's it going? We, we already said, how's it going? I just got nervous and I just said, how's it going again? Should we cut that's this out? You, that's why you edit. Oh man, I feel like the beginning is always the most awkward part of my podcast. So we're just gonna, like I told you, I'm just gonna say it's endearing. People are gonna like that. It's gonna be fine. Anywho, um, I'm distracted because in my head I'm thinking already getting excited about talking to you about your TikTok. Because I've been watching you on Instagram talking about the TikTok. Wow, TikTok. Have, now, have you been on TikTok yet? I have not been on it. I have seen a few TikToks, but I can't take even one more thing. But I am intrigued by it because it looks pretty funny. 
Well, my daughter has been on it and she is, she's 15 and she's basically been glued to it. And so then I saw some other people, some other business owners saying, well, they were starting to use TikTok and I thought, well, I'm going to figure this out. You know, I'm going to take a look for the sake of my clients. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, a little market research, a little market research. <laughs> totally. <if you> know. <laughs> so I, a couple tips. One is it's so addictive, that <laughs> you know, really make sure that you have extra time if you're going to turn it on because <laughs> you're going to get sucked in for to it for, uh, you know, an hour. Um, and then there's lots of dancing going on. And I did make a TikTok that featured I mean like you jump to the beat of music <laughs> and my daughter was like oh my god mom you can't post that I was like I'm just jumping she was like no what if you get on the bad side of TikTok I was like what's the bad side of TikTok she said well that's you know people make fun of you and I was like, well, you know, that's happened before. So hopefully it doesn't happen, but we'll see. <laughs> it's the upside down, you know, stranger things. Oh, yeah, it's right. Like, that's what TikTok is. is like that. <laughs> Don't end up on that side. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like you said, um, would you say the bad side of TikTok? I wish you could have seen my face. I, like when I jaw dropped, I was like, oh, what does that mean? Ooh, it sounds really scary. It's intriguing, right? <laughs> Yeah. Don't get put I, on the bad side of TikTok. <laughs> I know. You don't want to end up there. Oh, no, my no. gosh. So, okay. Well, tell me this because, you know, I can't take one more thing, but is it different from Reels? Because I feel like Instagram Reels, to me, seems like it's trying to be a little bit of TikTok. It's definitely trying to be TikTok. You, once you are on TikTok, you'll realize that what a lot of people are doing is repurposing their TikTok content and using it as a reel. A big difference is just from operationally, I guess, is a TikTok can be up to a minute long. And right now reels can only be 30 seconds. So you have to cut them down a little bit if they're over 30 seconds. TikTok also has a better user interface to actually edit your reels and add music. Um, You can just time things out a lot better. It's a lot easier to just to manage it in that way. I don't mean to laugh at you, but I'm like, yep, it's going to be about an hour, people. It's going to take a while. This sounds really intense. You're like Scorsese over there. You're like, it has a better interface. I can like time this better. I can cut cut and splice. I don't know. I'm putting words in your mouth, but it sounds a little intense. I'm not going to lie. You're exactly right. And this is why I always recommend to my clients, you know, pick one platform especially when you're just starting out, you know, increasing your social presence, because just learning the platform itself takes a long time. And that's not to mention like figuring out what your content plan is. Oh, I know. I just posting stuff is hard. (laughs) Everything takes so long. I mean, once you get it, then it takes less time, but I'm, I'm really bad at it. Like even stories take me kind of a long time. I think I also, I've already talked about this on here, but I do accidentally sometimes fall back into overthinking things. And so I'll be like, that sticker? Wait, this Buddy the Elf sticker or this Buddy the Elf? Should he be doing the splits or should he be jumping? Hmm. Like, 
It's too much for me. It can be very hard to focus. I'll even, I'll go on to, let's say Facebook, just to research a, a client's competitor or even to look at something that a client is doing. And then I get distracted by notifications and by yeah. things my friends are posting. <laughs> and then I'll close it. I'll, I'll think to myself, why am I on Facebook again? I need to be working. And then I'll close it and I'll be like, oh yeah, I was on Facebook to look at an actual <laughs> legit work thing, but it doesn't, doesn't work. Well, I just totally did what I hate when people do to me. Like right before we got on to record this, my husband was in my son porch talking to me. And I I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I have to check something on Instagram, I guess, because that's how they're designed to make me do that. And then there was somebody who posted this thing of a giant alligator, which I don't know if it's true or not, but I was sucked into it. And he's like, hello, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just saw a giant alligator. I'm sorry. I was like, that's what I hate. I'm sorry. I complain to you all the time. So I had to put my phone down and I don't know if the alligator's real or not real, <laughs> but maybe I'll look it up again later. It's, it's a real social danger. Yes. Having indeed. social media. <laughs> but social media is what we're gonna talk about today, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Or just in general. Tell us about what you do. How about that? Because you're talking about clients and everything, and I'm like, oh yeah, we just went straight, I just dove straight into TikTok because I was so excited. But let's rewind it a second and talk about you and what you do. Sure. So I'm a brand strategist. And I work with small businesses to help them think about their brand as a sales tool instead of just a logo. So I help them create a system that gives them um, more time to do their actual business. And it brings clients to them instead of having to make them you know, go out and hunt for clients all the time. Yeah, they'll have all the extra time to go on TikTok. <laughs> Exactly. If they need more time to surf the internet, that's what we're all about here. <laughs> alligators and mm-hmm. um, And we're also specifically talking a lot about with brands and this little phrase that I hear a lot that I use a lot, but the whole no like and trust factor, which before we recorded this, I was like, maybe I'll start calling it the NLT factor. I like shortening. (laughs) I love a good acronym. So the way that I think of the NLT factor (laughs) is (laughs) in business, you know, of course, no matter what we offer or how we deliver it, our number one goal is always to get customers to buy from us. Right. Yeah. And no like and trust to me is shorthand for the path that people take to get from never having heard of us to making that purchase and becoming a customer of ours. So we break it down into those three steps. The first one, no. Customers have to know us. Uh, not only do they need to know that we exist, but people even more important, than, well, maybe not more important, but just as important, they need to know what we do and how it helps them, right? So that's always the first step that I work on with clients is helping them to get very, very clear about who they serve and how they serve them. and letting them figure out a way to communicate that in a way that gets people interested. So once you have people interested with that no factor, that's where you bring in like. Now on the surface, I think that like can sound like, you know, oh, I like you, we're friends, let's hang out. But it's not just about that when we're talking about business and marketing and branding. This goes a little bit deeper than that. For me, like is just you as a brand forming a deeper connection with your potential customers. So 
you know, we can do that by sharing our company values, by sharing our mission, by expressing what I would call our brand character. And I know those are like super jargony brand words, but just to give you some concrete examples of what I mean by that, um, one of my clients is a restaurant group and they have a mission that is share joy and delicious food and be the most loved restaurant in the neighborhood. And the way that they do that to increase their like factor, the way that they showcase that is they empower their employees to give out free meals or to give free cookies, you know, when the situation warrants it, you know, if they notice it's somebody's birthday or whatever, they could give them a free meal or a free cookie. Yeah. And then they can do that in small ways across their Instagram. They show a lot of people smiling inside of their restaurants. So just showing happiness. Yeah. And then I have another client who's a music therapy practice. And one of the things that they do is leadership training for other music therapists. And they think of their brand um, and they have kind of like this brand character of they're the big sister to less experienced music therapists. And so that lets them set the tone for stories that they can share with their audience. And, you know, it just, you can think about how a big sister talks to a little sister. Like that's not necessarily, you know, that they are friends, but they love them and they're telling them advice with, um, you know, their best interests at heart. So that lets them just tell all their stories through that lens in a really specific way. So yeah. those are some kind of the ways that we can get customers to relate to us and just start having an emotional investment. Gotcha. So like could also maybe sometimes be replaced with relate. I think maybe? that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're working with a KRT factor sometimes. <laughs> right. Sorry, we're taking change, it too far. <laughs> change the acronym. <laughs> yeah. But like to relate to and... Like you said, a little deeper than just not like, cool, I like them. Mm -hmm. yeah, I just said like, like 50 times. It's that. hard not to say like. <laughs> and, you know, we um, want to build an emotional relationship with our customers. I mean, not something that we don't want to make them cry all the time or whatever, but we definitely <laughs> want them to feel something deeper than, oh, that's a person that sells a product or a service, right? And this, the like factor can help us with that. Yeah. Connection, connection, mm -hmm. relatability. Yes. Absolutely. Right. And then the crucial part to this formula is trust because no one is going to buy from anyone that they don't trust, right? Yeah. You don't say, um, that guy looked super shady, but I still bought his stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my gosh. Can I pause us for like two seconds to yeah. tell a story? Because this person, okay, so I'm going to do the abbreviated version, but I got home from school one day work, working. I'm a teacher. Got home from school and I felt really sick. So I took some NyQuil, which makes me very sleepy. And I was just laying on my couch. This was like 10 years ago, like before kids, before husband, just laying on my couch, chilling and somebody knocks on my door and they are selling like cleaner, like organic cleaner or something. And it's going to help kids uh, like dis under advantaged kids, like youth, whatever. And if I buy this cleaner, it can like sponsor like one family or two fam, whatever. I bought $150 worth of cleaner. Um, <laughs> and the person said, 
I'm like writing a check and I'm like, who do I make it out to? He's like, oh, you can just make it out to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I wrote this man a check to his, his name, just wrote him a check and I blame it on the NyQuil. But, um, so some people will trust you really easily (laughs) if if they've had enough NyQuil, but sorry, that just made me think of like, what idiot? Yeah. Who's going to give anybody money they don't trust? Uh, besides me. Probably no one. Well, but yeah, know. and I even tried to like cancel the check the next day because all my friends were making so much fun of me. And I was like, well, I don't know. He said he was like helping people. I don't know. It's organic. Yeah, I think that's really relevant because he was giving you evidence that he was trustworthy by telling you that he cared about <laughs> kids, by telling you that, you know, that it was going to help other people. That is that like factor. He's telling you, you know, his supposed <laughs> brand values. That I just is- pretend like it's true. I pretend like I gave $150. I helped so many families that day. I just pretend like it's true. <laughs> At least you helped his family, I guess. Yeah, somebody, whatever. <laughs> so we need to build trust so that potential customers believe that we're going to deliver what we say we can. Yeah, so and then they'll write you personal checks. That's right. <laughs> Some people are better at it than others, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to have him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, okay, so it's like a formula. I have to be honest. Sometimes I get a little sketched out by it, but I think it's my money blocks because I'm really bad at selling. Like, I don't make any money hardly at all because I freak out, and I don't want people to think I'm selling to them. So I do get a little freaked out because I'm like, oh, we're just trying to make them know, like, and trust us so we can sell them something. But then I remember that we could also be selling something we really believe in and something that could really make their life better or easier or whatever it is. And there's nothing fake about it, right? That's absolutely right. I I think that when you think about getting people to know you and sharing stories of your business. When you share the things that you know you're delivering on, that you know that you get really excited about, that is when you are going to be portraying this energy that your audience can really pick up on. And it puts you in a space where you feel really good about what you're talking about. And it makes them feel really excited as well because they can pick up that energy from you. And in that case, you're kind of selling without knowing that you're selling. And that's the place that I always recommend people try to come from, right? When I'm giving you something that you really need, when I'm providing a service for you that's going to help you achieve your goals or it's going to help you meet your needs, solve your problems, then that's something that's worth paying for, right? I don't have to feel like I'm selling you that. Yeah. And it's just more fun. I feel like since even starting the podcast, because I've shied away from social media sometimes, it all feels like a weird, fake world. But the podcast feels real because I'm talking to a real person in real time. It feels good to me. But I can already tell that my know and like and maybe trust. I mean, I guess it's up to people if they want to trust me or not. But I can already feel that being more genuine and coming across in a way that feels more authentic, if that makes sense. I don't even know if I said a a complete thought right there, but I'm just excited. I think you raise a really good point with that is that you need to show up on the platforms where you can be your most authentic because that is going to increase your know, like, and trust 
factor even faster. Yes. Because when I try, I mean, I haven't actually done a reel, but when I'm doing it, I just feel like a weirdo. I feel awkward. It's not, so it's not going to come out like me. It's going to come out like my weird neurotic, like, what am I even doing me? There's definitely some part of finding your voice when you're on a new platform. And I think there's always going to be a learning curve when you're trying to you know, do something in 30 seconds when you know it usually takes you five to 10 minutes to explain a point, (laughs) but you can learn that. But I think you're right on that you can start in the places where you do feel the most comfortable. I mean, yours are really good. It's only 30 seconds. I feel like you jam pack those things full of not like you're like, stand by this window, do this. Like, and also, well, I'm going to tell you one thing I like about yours. And maybe this is just because I just love act like I love learning new things I love I I feel like yours are like informative but also kind of funny I feel like you did one with like a long pause you were like like you did like examples or something I'm just trying to shower you with compliments girl and tell you that I love your things because they're funny and relatable and give you good advice well thanks I really appreciate that so I think that's an NLT factor right there you're hitting (laughs) all the points it is. Yeah, that's one of my tricks actually to reels that I'll share with you guys if you if you want to start trying to do reels is try to edit them like say something and then say something else and edit out any kind of uncomfortable pauses between those because that's where they start to get really cringy if you leave that in there. Mine looks super cringy before I edit them. Oh, well, I like them. Thank you. So. Um, well, what happens? Okay, so how do we get people to know us? Like, can you walk us through each of these steps? Like what I guess we've already kind of said, like, we're going on the platforms we like and yeah. whatever. Did we miss well, anything? One of the ways that I love seeing my clients get people to know and, and, you know, to like them is something that we kind of touched on, but it's telling stories that demonstrate what they offer and how it helps people. So you know, you are doing a really good job on this on your podcast, just kind of telling your personal story of just the way that you have transformed your thinking around your body and acceptance and diet culture. That is a perfect example of what I would recommend to clients to do. You know, can you share a story of your own transformation or can you share a story of a client's or customer's transformation? You know, if you are somebody that has a product you know, how can you show, how can you tell a story about how you use that product or how a customer used that product? I think that personal stories, especially when you're the face of your brand, it can be a really easy way for you to create a lot of content because you have a lifetime of stories that you can draw from, right? You know, things yeah. that happened when you were a kid, a teenager in college, in your 20s, in your 30s, depending on how old you are. And then stuff is happening to you every day. I think the big trick is just to figure out a way to tie it back to your business. That's what I struggle with. I could tell a story all day. I could tell a story about my NyQuil and me writing a dumb check all day long, but I'm like, hmm, how do I get from that to there? One of the first steps that I would always have, even before you start going to market to build no like and trust, is to make sure that you have a set of messages that you are telling you know, and then that's when you have those, you know, four or five messages that you know, you're always going to talk about, then you can start to think about stories and how they can relate back to those things. I mean, I just posted a story on Instagram recently about 
how I met Ronald McDonald when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, I, he wasn't really a great person to be playing Ronald McDonald because he kept running inside to this building where we weren't allowed to go and hiding from kids. And, and so it was a, it's really funny to me now because my friends and I, we got to go inside the building because her mom was like running the event where we were. And we, we walked in there and we kind of like walked in on Ronald McDonald, who was hiding from kids, which I guess I can kind of understand because we were just mobbing him and asking him <laughs> questions and trying to get McDonald's and cookies and everything. But he was just so, he was sitting there all slouched down and sweaty and he just had this look of horror on his face when oh, when we came upon him inside. But I was able to say, you know, that is a person that doesn't represent your brand values. Yeah. So Pennywise, the clown. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? He, um, you know, it's when you have your brand values defined, then you can make all kinds of decisions that put you in alignment with those. And one of those is hiring decisions. So like, sometimes it can feel like a stretch to relate your stories back to your brand messages but you can figure it out because, yeah. you know, you're smart, creative people. So you're saying pick pick like my things. I think you said messages, but like my topics or whatever. Mm-hmm. So body positivity, I have a ton of stories around that. But like what are my key – what are my like pillars? What do I want to – what do I need to like bring them back to to bring them back to my brand? And then how do I – like what stories do I have in my arsenal to tell that get us back there? Absolutely. Yeah. Also, I'm giving away and nobody, everyone <laughs> cover your ears. I'm going to be telling you stories <laughs> to get you back to <laughs> no like and trust me. Just kidding. <laughs> you know, when you're doing it from an authentic and real place, then it's okay. You know, people, yeah. people are okay spending money. You know, we all do it every single day. We right. don't have to feel like we're trying to trick people, you know, as long as we're being honest and telling honest stories. I think we can feel okay about that. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so we we know how to get them to know us. Like, we're definitely going to focus on the stories and stuff. But what if they don't like us? What about step two and we just bomb? Such a great question. So first, I want people to understand that, you know, on the surface, this surface liking, nobody needs to like you to buy from you. They just need to trust you. But... When you think about that deeper level of like that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. sharing your values, having a distinct point of view on something, that is going to turn some people away. And um, I would tell you to be okay with that because the flip side of that is that it's going to attract a lot of the right people to you. Um, mm-hmm. I always tell people when you have raving fans, you're going to have raving lunatics. <laughs> so mm-hmm. don't worry about it. And I mean, I think on a micro level, if you put out a, a story or, you know, if you put out a reel or a post and no one seems to get it or understand it, you don't have any engagement, like, don't worry about it. It's that stuff has gone so fast. No one's going to remember it. And if worse comes to worse, you can delete it. And that's yeah. okay. I do check a little sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I put this out there. But I do that all the time. I just lack patience. I just actually filled out a little application to maybe adopt a little dog. And I swear to you, I like filled out the application and then I checked my email like one minute later. (laughs) Like I'm like, did they get it? Do they want to, do they want to talk more? Do you guys have any questions? Can I have that dog, please? Thank you. So, I mean, part of it's patience, but that's a good point too. I talk a lot about repelling people like attracting people and repelling people Mm -hmm. but what if 
there's like nothing. <laughs> you feel like you're not attracting or repelling, then you're like, wah, wah. Yeah, that that's, happen all the that's time. actually the worst case scenario, right? They, mm-hmm. That's why it's so important for you to share some, some of your brand stuff. You know, again, whether it's your values, whether it's your mission, whether it's just looking at yourself through this lens of a brand character, you have to have something distinct that you're saying or else it is just going to be vanilla things that people ignore. Yeah. I called a friend vanilla once and she was really offended. So <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a compliment sometimes. <laughs> I, know. I know. After I said it, I was sort of like, Ooh, I mean, you know, like relatable. I don't know. I meant boring. I did mean boring. We're not really that good friends. <laughs> We're not really that good friends anymore, but I definitely called her vanilla. It's not something you want to be. Sorry. So. Exactly. So then, okay, so we're assuming they like us. They already know us. Then they liked us or connected with us or relate to us. Then you said the most important one is trust. So what do we need to do there? Like, how do we show that we're trustworthy? Mm-hmm. It, a, a great way to build trust. And, and so all of these kind of overlap, right? So when you're telling stories, when you are getting in front of new audiences, you are already kind of starting to build trust, but I think that you can go one step further and showcase your expertise, show the results that people get when they work with you. So mm-hmm. if you're a designer, are you showing them finished work that you did for clients and how it moved the needle? You know, if you're yeah. a health coach, are you giving them some unique tips on living a healthy life and interviewing past clients about how you changed their lives. And I mean, even if you like make salsa or something, are you telling us about how you source all those tomatoes and how you grew those jalapenos in your yard and, mm-hmm. you know, giving us recipes or showing how other people are using the salsa. So just this kind of show idea of showing your expertise and showing how people are using your product or service in their lives. Yeah. Like prove it. Like they're like, all right, you seem good. Show us like show, show them. What about, would you also kind of put being consistent in that category? Definitely. I mean, I think to build no like and trust, you have to be consistent. If I just put up one story one time, people might say, oh, that's fine. And, or maybe it, maybe it's even the greatest story ever, but if I don't follow that up with something else, they're going to move on to something else. Yeah. And you feel you uh, see, I struggle with that just because I mean, hello, life, like job, like day job, babies, kids, husband, whatever. Life gets in the way sometimes of me being consistent, but also sometimes, you know, your ego, you can post something and get crickets and then you're like, maybe I shouldn't, man, suck at reels or whatever you're doing. And then that could cause you to be inconsistent, but it does kind of make you seem a little bit more flaky. It's not helping out your trust. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. I, I always encourage people, and I set this goal for myself, and I'm not saying that it's easy to focus on this instead of focusing on what your engagement is, but set a goal for actions that you can control. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to post three times this week. I'm going to post a LinkedIn once, you know, I'm going to record a podcast and drop one of those every week, whatever those types of goals are that you can control and do in a systematic way and not overshooting those goals, you know, not being like, I'm going to post to five platforms every single day, you know, every single week, like make sure it's something that you can keep up with. But when you just focus on the things that you can control, then you can feel more accomplished because those are goals you can actually meet. Yes. I love, I always am like, 
process, process, process over product. Like just that's a thing you can do. Is commit to like I'm gonna post this many times a week. And if I get crickets on Monday, I'm still gonna do my Wednesday post, no Mm -hmm. matter what. And even though the crickets are painful, I mean that's information, right? I mean, maybe those aren't the kind of posts that people want to see. So maybe you know, pay attention to what is working and do more of that. Which again sounds simple, but I think sometimes we don't stop to say to look back at what we're doing. Because as you say, life happens and we're doing so many things. And especially when you own a small business, you're doing everything. <laughs> yes. I'm like, well, we have to hurry up because we got to post again on five other. Then we got to join TikTok. So we don't have time to not worry about the, we can't look at what didn't get the reaction. We got to exactly. go, go, go. That shit's already in the queue ready because I'm too busy to post it every day. I'd already scheduled, girl. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, it's stress. It can be, it can be a lot. But I think that is a good tip to sort of take it like a scientist and be like, okay, this thing got crickets. Mm-hmm. What is going on? And you also like, maybe you can just tell yourself you're collecting more data. Like you're not really sure why that one got crickets and this one was good. So you just have to keep posting or else you're never going to figure it out. That's right. It's all data. Okay. So now let's assume that we are amazing because we are. Yes. Uh, once they know, like, and trust us, then what? Then you're going to ask for a sale, Deanna. Oh, <laughs> you hate to hear it. <laughs> you are going to invite them into your store. You're going to tell them about how they can work with you. You're going to put up a link to your best-selling holiday gift basket. Whatever that call to action is, you need to have that peppered in <laughs> to gotcha. all of your communications as well. So we got to have a CTA to our ICA <laughs> sprinkled into our KenLT. Is that yeah. right? Did yeah. I do that all right? Yeah. Did I do it? Yeah. I tried. Yeah. yeah. I think it was good. All right. So if you know what that means, you know you were in the club. Just kidding. <laughs> I was saying, know. okay, we got to have a call to action to our ideal client avatar for our no like and trust back. But you're right. That is when I have to ask for the sale. And that's a whole nother episode because I do struggle with that. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest I think it's because I'm just a teacher. I'm a teacher at heart. And I, well, I complain a lot about how little I make being a real life teacher, but also, it's not like the kids are paying me money. <laughs> like, I don't have to really think about it. You're very removed from um, the, the customer the is, is removed from, yeah, from who's yes. paying you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I need to work on that. But I do love all this stuff. I love storytelling. And I like what you said, too, about how it doesn't have to be. It shouldn't be. It's not a trick. Like, it's not a thing I think sometimes for me when I when we like label things then it starts to feel a little more artificial but it's just a way that we need to label it so we can talk about what the heck we're doing yeah I think sometimes too when you're selling a service instead of a product that also makes it feel a little bit weird because you know that you're that you're delivering value but I think it's hard for you when you're not able to hand somebody something concrete and physical for you to feel like, well, are they really getting the value from this that I want them to be getting or that I hope they're getting? So it can definitely be some kind of psychological trick when you're selling services. Yes, but that comes after this. So we are going to rock it in the no like, and trust factor. 100%. And then we have to do another episode about, <sighs> my palms are already getting sweaty just thinking about asking about that sale. <laughs> asking for the sale. <sighs> um, but you have something really cool to share with people if they are like, how do I come up with all these stories? Like maybe y'all are cool and you have a million stories in the back of your mind, but what about you? 
I know that you guys have tons of stories and I have 50 story ideas that you can use to create content on, on any platform um, that increases no like and trust. So there's 50 ways um, to get you started. And they can find that at lreese.com forward slash 50, which I know you're going to put that link in the show notes. Definitely. But it's good to know in case someone's driving, they just want to pull over and type it in. <laughs> They're ready. Um, and then also, where can we find you online? Like if you had to, if you have to pick your favorite place online to connect with people, what's it going to be? My the dark favorite? side of TikTok? <laughs> <Just No. kidding. laughs> Please do not come to the dark side of TikTok <laughs> where you can make fun of me. Come to Instagram where everyone's nice yeah. <laughs> and complimentary, right? Um, Instagram is definitely my favorite place to connect with people. And my username there is underscore Laura Reese. So L-A-U-R-A-R-E-E-S as in Sam. And there's no final E on my Reese. And that confuses people. It's hard. I'm a Seymour, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. And I used to be a Miller before I got married. So I'm not used to having to like explain myself. Miller. Everybody knows that. That was a lot easier, wasn't it? Yes, Definitely. All right, it's that time in the party where I have to ask you my party talk question because everybody gets one. Party time. All right, so when it comes to parties, would you rather be a host or a guest? I would rather be a host as long as everyone promises to eat all the food that I make and (laughs) leave at a reasonable hour because I have to get to bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like if you can clear out by 9 p.m., that's going to work for me pretty well. Yeah, 9 p.m. I'm just thinking about when I fall asleep nowadays, and 9 p.m. is definitely a great time for everybody to be wrapping it up so I can get myself back in bed at a reasonable hour. That's when you can put your pajamas on and you can get into bed and watch, you know, Netflix on your telephone. That's what I do. Yes. <laughs> I've never done that on my telephone, but maybe I'll start. Right. After you That's watch TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> After I get sucked into TikTok. All right, Laura. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. You are full of so much information and so many laughs. I still am picturing that creepy Ronald McDonald in my head. Or that Stories guy. work, y'all. Maybe it's the same guy that came to your house oh to sell you those cleaning products. Probably is. He's up to no good. He's on the dark side of TikTok right now, probably. He totally is. Oh, my is. God. Well, thank you. I will uh, talk soon. I'm going to definitely, I mean, you're already my friend on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Bye, girl. Bye-bye. All right. Here's the thing. You're awesome. When people know you, they're going to like you. And then you're going to drop some serious value and knowledge on them. And they're going to trust you so much. They're going to come running at you with their wallets wide open. (laughs) Sort of like I did when I wrote that dude a check. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Your next step is to go grab Laura's worksheet so you can start brainstorming all the amazing stories you already have floating around in your subconscious. Then you can start to relate them back to your business values and mission and start getting more consistent with your messaging. And remember, don't sweat the crickets. Use that information to tweak if you need to, but don't let it stop you from posting and making those connections. And remember, crickets doesn't mean that nobody's seeing it. It just means like maybe right then nobody's commenting or whatever. But you know, just don't let it stop you. All right? To grab the story worksheet from Laura and any other links from today's episode, check out the show notes at deannaseymour.com backslash 16. 
my gosh, my podcast can officially get its driver's license, y'all. So cool. (laughs) See you next time. Oh, and if you liked today's episode, can you do me a favor and click the subscribe button and leave a review? It'll help more women just like you join the party. And you'll get an official Imperfect Party pin in the mail. Just saying. And remember, the beauties in the imperfections.